Oh boy. Let's talk about the mountain. Alec Manoa and a bunch of Week 10 sleepers. We'll do it next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FPT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Friday, May 28th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And Alec Manoa was amazing in his debut at Yankee Stadium. Six shutout with two hits, two walks, and seven strikeouts. Scott, what did you see from Manoa? What does his roster rate need to be? 74% roster. Does that need to be 100%? So you're calling him the mountain, right? The mountain. I think all the prospect towns are pretty excited that they got him ahead of time because there's going to be a rush for him. It sounds like there already has been now, but even more of a rush because this first start was pretty amazing for Alec Manoa. Only two hits allowed. Uh, 68% of his pitches were strikes, which is very impressive anytime, but particularly for a major league debut. He threw four pitches, legitimately four pitches. You don't see that a lot from a, a pitcher coming out of the minors, you know, Two different variants on the fastball, the four-seamer and the two-seamer, but still, the, the one he featured the least was still 15%. So, the diverse arsenal, a deep arsenal, really good spin rate on the fastball. All of his pitches showed good movement. And, uh, like, he was this dominant in spring training. He was this dominant at AAA. It just looks like he's ready to take off here. I don't know how long the innings will last, but that's that's a different topic for a different day. Alec Manoa, he looked amazing, and if he's available in your leagues with Fab, you're going to want to be really aggressive with him. 12 teams are shallower, somewhere in the 20 to 25% range. If you play in a 15-team league or deeper, you're going to have to spend some big money, 30, 35% of your Fab budget for Alec Manoa this weekend. Scott Dillon sees one of your favorites. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Again, up against the Orioles, 10 strikeouts over six innings of one-run ball. The ascension, the man just keeps climbing. Dillon Cease. Well, it was theoretically awesome before, right? Because he had a couple of 20 swinging strikeout efforts recently where the, the overall result wasn't that great. But 20 swinging strikes, I mean, you don't you don't see that often except from like the very best pitchers in baseball. Uh, so to see him do that with that kind of consistency. And we've seen the, the, the spin rate on his pitches go way up in recent starts to the point now that his fastball and his slider, they're like the, they're like the spinningest in all of baseball. Um, so like just on a, on a skill level, he was showing elite potential and, and this start against the Orioles, 29 swinging strikes is what he had. I don't know if that's the, the, the single game season high for, for any pitcher 29. Uh, there's not an easy way to search that, but I just compared it to DeGrom who of course has the best swinging strike rate in baseball and DeGrom season high is 29. He's just matched it against the Orioles and he has two starts coming up next week against the against Cleveland and Detroit. Mm. So there, there may be no looking back after those next two starts. Very, very tasty matchups there for Dylan Seas. The last name I wanted to bring up before we get to some sleepers, Scott, Lucas Sims. We've been waiting for one Reds relief pitcher to emerge as the closer. I don't know if Sims is that guy yet, yeah. but he did have a traditional save on Thursday. He's only 15% rostered. Yeah, we've been waiting like six weeks for the Reds to tip their hand at all. Uh, this is two consecutive starts for Sims. I think he had one on earlier, one earlier in the week. It was a one-out save, kind of an unconventional situation. But then to see him come back with a conventional save, perfect inning. I mean, this is this is how you earn trust with your manager. And uh, I, I think just by virtue of there being no other front runner, Lucas Sims is the front runner now. We'll see if it changes over the weekend, but. 
Sims looks like the front runner. All right, next week, it's already week 10. Where does the time go? Who are some two-star pitchers that you're looking at, Scott, heading into next week? Well, unfortunately, we can't pick up Dolan Cease, but there are some we can't... In really shallower leads, there's a chance Rich Hill is still out there, even though he's coming off a career best start and this incredible six-start stretch. He might be out there in shallower leagues. So take a look. He probably should be rostered anyway. Um, Luis Garcia is only 50% rostered or so in CBS Sports Leagues. The, the two matchups aren't great, but he did just have his best start yet against the Dodgers. Another not-so-great matchup. So, you know, his ratios are looking good. It's worth a shot. Not not great options this week. That's Those are the best two. Uh, James Caprillian, uh, he's looked good in three starts so far, but one of his two matchups this week at Colorado, so that makes it a little scary. Mike Miner, one of his two matchups is against the Pirates, and his his whiffs have been up in recent starts, but still the numbers, the total, the overall numbers don't look great. One kind of interesting one, uh, Merrill Kelly, seven consecutive starts of three earned runs or fewer, and he's facing two bottom five offenses this week, at least in terms of OPS. So I, I don't have a lot of faith in Merrill Kelly, but he is on a good run, and he has, and he does have good matchups. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. If you enjoyed the pod, please leave a five-star review on Apple. We'll be back again on Monday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.